Good job. Amazing. So awesome. Okay. I'm just looking on my list, making sure that I didn't forget anything. So today we're going to continue on. My name is Pastor Wendy, by the way, if you don't know who I am. Thank you, Abel. If you have no idea who I am, my name is Pastor Wendy. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm just super blessed to be here and bringing forth the word this morning. If you are new, I encourage you, please, please, please go to the visitor's desk at the end of service and write your name on a visitor's card so that I can um, contact you and harass you and, you know, track you down. Is that a good deal? Okay, so we're going to continue on in our series about praising the Lord. So, do you all remember what the slogan is? Oh, excellent, excellent. But how are you supposed to say it? With swag, all right? So one, two, three, let's say it together. One, two, three. Oh, that was good over here. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so today we are going to talk about getting our praise on in worship with music, okay? So we have been talking about different ways that we can worship our Lord. We talked about prayer. Actually, I'm going to ask you guys. Here's a test. What have we talked about? We talked about prayer. We talked about... Anything else? Um, doing it in the way that God would want us to do, right? And not in our way, but his way. Um, the way that David danced was, I can be more... Undignified, thank you. I can be even more undignified than this. Oh man. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about music and uh, different styles of music. So I'm going to show you a video in a second if you want to prep it. My daughter sent me this video and I laughed hysterically because they all sent it to me and they're like, remember when, when this was like the coolest song ever? So remember back in the 80s and the 90s when we would do worship music and it was all about the, the, the actions, right? We, we had actions for everything, right? From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord was to be praised. Praise the Lord. Remember, everything had an action, right? So um, this song that we're going to show you, I kept myself laughing because I remember doing youth ministry. And when this song would come on, it was like the hit song ever. And then slowly as time progressed, it ended up becoming like a kid's song. Because it wasn't like a cool song anymore, it became like a kid's song. So I'm just going to show you, this is all for just fun, um, so here's a little TikTok video for you all to watch. Because I can remember our youth groups doing that, you know. Oh, God, is not some God he reigns <laughs> from heaven Anyways, yeah. See, it doesn't take too much to amuse me. Anyways, different styles of music, right? When that was the song in, I don't know, the 80s? Was it the late 80s? Maybe it was like the hit song. It was like a thing. It was like, it was like the best song ever. And I remember being at youth convention. 
convention, which is now called O-Flow, and like the place would like erupt with like 3,000 students just screaming, our God is an awesome God. And then as time comes on, we go to new songs and new styles, and that becomes passe. So today we're going to talk about worship music. And this can be one of the most, not the most, but it certainly can be, um, a very delicate topic in the church. Because our churches are filled with different, different demographics, right? So we've got seniors, we've got young people, and everybody has a style of music that they like, that interests them. Just like, you know, I was kind of like an 80s girl, so when we're in the car with Daryl and he's got the 80s music on, like we're rocking it with the 80s and my kids are like, oh, like just kills them, right? But we all have our style of music that we like. But the thing that we need to remember is that we focus on the Lord. It's not about the music. It's about focusing on the Lord. Amen? So question, are we singing because we enjoy the music or are we singing to worship the Lord? That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to get you to turn to Psalm 96, verse 1 to 13. And this is kind of the premise of what worship is all about. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods and the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory. Do his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for you. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and his peoples in faithfulness. And as I'm reading that, I just think about the scripture verse came to my mind. If we don't cry out, the rocks will. Shame on us if we don't worship the Lord. We need to worship God. And we do it in music, with music. But today we're going to talk about how it's not the style of music. Yes, we all have our favorites, and we all have certain styles, and there is nothing wrong with what we enjoy the most. When I'm at home, I can listen to whatever flavor of worship music that I want. When we come together as a congregation, 
we worship together in song and, and focus on worshiping the Lord, not on what the style of music is. That's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to have a little moment of going back in history and looking at what worship looked like in the church way back when. This was fun, I gotta tell you. I had a lot of fun researching this. So history of music, the word hymn is a Greek word that is actually hymnos, and it stands for song of praise. That's what hymn means. It's a song of praise. So when, when people say, well, I don't really like hymns, I, I realize you're talking about the idea of what the genre of music is, but the actual word hymn stands for song of praise. Now the interesting thing is, way back in the fourth century, there was a rule issued, so this was amongst all churches, that nobody other than the minister who stands on the platform could sing. <laughs> you guys would be in trouble. Just saying. We would not have this many people in here today. <laughs> they would not only be the only ones who were allowed to sing, but they sang in Greek or Latin, which 99% of the people in the congregation had no idea what they were singing. But that was a rule. Nobody was allowed to sing. Congregational singing was not allowed. Reason being, because the Arians and the theological, they call it theological opponents, so anybody who didn't believe in um, Christianity, biblical-based beliefs, they would use what they called hymns to teach their doctrine. And so, kind of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, they decided that nobody was allowed to sing anymore. This is the fourth century. Now, in the 16th century, so a long time later, bumping ahead, all of a sudden, hymns were developed. Now, they started to really progress and get across many, many, you know, kind of geographically, because now we have printing presses. So they were able to write songs, and they were able to get them out more. Now, the songs that they would sing would be more or less singing maybe the actual psalms, like biblical psalms, or words from the New Testament. That's how they made their songs. And it was actually the German theologian, which many of you have heard about, Martin Luther, and he would encourage congregational singing. This was like, what? You're encouraging your congregation to actually sing? This was like radical movement happening here, where we would actually allow the congregation to sing. Then in 1674 to 1748, there was a, I love how they, they title him, a non-conformist. So he didn't go with the pattern of the world. He was a nonconformist. He was a minister named Isaac Watts. And he started to transform congregational singing to be more like songs that would talk about our feelings and our worship towards God. 
So he would, hymns then became what were considered to be very radical. Believe it or not, all you young people who are like, I only listen to Maverick City, or, <laughs> right? Hymns were considered to be radical. So where we listen to new worship music and we're like, oh, this is the cool new song, that was what was happening when hymns came out. Believe it or not, hymns were considered to be radical. So it says that Watts was described as a liberator of English hymnology. So not only were songs sung from the Old Testament, you know, biblical words and the Psalms, but he was inspiring people to sing from the heart with faith and understanding in their relationship to God. So they changed from just reading just kind of scriptural songs and hymns but they changed that then to start putting into things like, God, I think you're so awesome. Look what you've done for me. I bless your name. They kind of like started to change. This was radical way of thinking. They were completely changing the way music in churches was, was kind of accepted. And then John Wesley and his brother Charles began in the Methodist movement using simple rhythms, singable melodies to help the congregation with singing. And then in the late 19th century, a new style of hymnology came, and it became what was known as gospel music. How many of you guys remember that? Right? The gospel music. And then that later on evolved into what we now call contemporary music. So that is your history lesson today on the music in churches. <laughs> Brought to you by Skinning. <laughs> so music had its challenges. All through the centuries, music has its challenges. And still today, it has its challenges. It is hard to get a, a demographic such as we have to have everybody being like, yes, that is the perfect style of music right there. Yes, we come together and we sing different songs, and yes, we have beautiful worship services. Thank God for Curtis and the team. They do such an amazing job this morning and every week. It's amazing. But it does come with challenges. I remember when I was in Bible college and one of our assignments for Bible college was we had to put together a worship set. It didn't have to necessarily match musically because in case you are not musical, such as I, when you put together all these songs that happen on the stage, apparently they all have to kind of flow in keys. Whatever that means, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it just helps make transitions from different songs a lot easier. But when I was in Bible college, I had to put together um, a worship set for one of my assignments. It was very hard. It was very hard to think of songs that somehow all kind of flowed in together and made something that made sense. I mean, we can just throw songs together. Well, I like that one, I like that one, and I like that one. But in a worship setting, not only do we want to take time to pray, which I know our team does, I know Curtis does, I know that Curtis is very meticulous in the words of the song. He makes sure that those words are not just, you know, whatever, willy-nilly, that they actually line up scripturally. But when you put the songs together, there has to be a flow, a theme of, you know, and it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. We need to pray. 
for our worship team and our worship leaders because their job is not just picking, you know, putting your hands over your eyes and just, oh, that one, that one, that one. There's a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, and a lot of time that go into putting together a worship set. So a couple of months ago, we had uh, one of our volunteer nights, and we had our worship team and our camera crews and all the people that kind of make Sunday morning come together. And we just talked about, you know, the struggles that it is just in our setting on trying to make so that every single person in the church comes away and feels like they have had a moment with God. And musically, it's a challenge. Because when you think about all the different, you know, demographics and cultures that we have, it's hard to put all of that together in one service and make it sound semi-anywhere decent. So sometimes we have to kind of, you know, okay, we're going to do something that style that week, we're going to do this that week, and kind of just change it up a little bit. Because to be able to cover it all in one week is impossible. But we need to remember that through all of this, in music, we are singing songs to praise God. It is not about singing songs that only we like. It is about singing songs that worship our Father. When I think about new-to-faith people or people who have never stepped foot in a church, so I want you to, for one blink of a second, take your Christian hat off, the Christian lingo that we use, that we all understand. Oh, bless you. God is so good. He is so faithful. Um, he went to the cross and died for me. These are things that somebody who has never stepped in foot in church before, who knows nothing. I told you before about the person on the island who didn't even know who Adam and Eve were. Those people exist. More and more and more and more today, those people exist. So we're telling you to invite your friends. We've got people who are scrolling online, watching all of a sudden. Imagine what they are thinking, and not that these songs are wrong. Don't anybody come and attack me later. There's nothing wrong with these songs, but what I'm going to say is let's think about the words we are saying, and let's put them in the context of somebody who has never been in church before. So think about when we're singing about Christ's blood. Of course, he shed his blood for us. We know that. We appreciate that. But imagine coming to the church for the first time and hearing somebody say, I'm washed in the blood. Sounds a little creepy, doesn't it? What about nothing but the blood? Those are beautiful, amazing songs, and they mean so much to us. But we also have to be aware of people around us who maybe don't quite understand why are you talking about being washed in blood? That's disgusting. Because they don't understand that it's the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us for our sins so we can have salvation. And until they get to that knowledge, they're listening to these songs and they're confused. So we need to always be aware of our audience. We all have different flavors of music. This is true. But why and how do we worship? Turn to John chapter 4. Verse 22 
24. This is Jesus talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Verse 22 to 24. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Jesus comes through the Jewish nation and he is telling them, you worship what you know. We know who Jesus Christ is. We have a relationship with him. We know that he is the reason why we have salvation. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That's what it's about. Bottom line, whatever genre of songs we are singing, it is about singing in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. We need to focus on who we are worshiping and why. Psalm 131, uh, 133.1 it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. When we are united together and Jesus is at the center. It doesn't matter who we are, where we come from, demographic, culture, nothing matters. All that matters is that we come together in unity because we love Jesus Christ and he is our focus. He is the one we are worshiping. He is the one that we have our focus on that we are looking to. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 28 to 30. The whole assembly bowed in worship. While the musicians played and the trumpets sounded, all this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. When the offerings were finished and the king and everyone present with him knelt down and worshipped, King Hezekiah and his officials ordered the Levites to praise the Lord with the words of David and Ashaph the seer. So they sang praises with gladness and bowed down and worshipped. I love how it says the whole assembly bowed in worship. Everyone present, everyone who was present in that place bowed down together in unity. And that is what we do on a Sunday morning when we come together and we are praising the Lord in music. We are bowing down together in unity, worshiping our Savior. That is what it's all about. So we can't judge different styles of music. We all have our different likes and dislikes. Now, I remember being in youth ministry back in the day, I'm going to say like, I don't know, mid to late 80s and around there, where Christian, like, heavy metal started coming in to be a thing. Well, you think you'd like, oh my goodness. Like, we are going to have <laughs> because we listening to that devil music. There's drums and there's people playing guitars and there's people who are banging their heads. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and churches were like, people were freaking out. This is not 
People are freaking out. And as a youth pastor, I'm kind of like, I'm torn because I see my youth group who are like, they're listening to this music and the words are spot on. But the music in the background is like, oh Lord, give me it huge Advil because I just can't handle this. So I was really torn. And I remember being at youth convention and it was in the afternoon they do like different concerts that you can go to and kind of different hangouts and whatever, whatever. And they had one of the bands playing on the stage and it was head-banging Christian music. And I'm walking around and I'm like, oh Lord, I don't know. Like, are we going to hell? Or And all of a sudden I stopped and I seen a young woman who was probably maybe, maybe Mackenzie's age, maybe 17. And this music is like head banging. And she's in the audience and her hands are raised and she is singing every word and her eyes are closed and she is having a serious Holy Spirit moment to this head banging, rocking Metallica music. And in that moment, I said, God, forgive me for questioning you. Because it, it isn't my stuff. It's not something that I will listen to it when they're in my car and we're going to an event. I will suck it up because they're my youth. But it's not something I will go by. But when I see a kid, a teenager, being blessed and drawing closer to the Lord because that style of music is something that speaks to them then who am I to say that it's wrong when the words are theologically in tune I can remember when I was doing youth and on a Sunday morning having a large majority of my youth on the worship team and we used to have you guys maybe had one before you had this drum set but the um the drum cover whatever that we put them in <laughs> and I would hear people complaining because the music was loud or whatever whatever and I used to joke with the congregation saying that 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 glass around the drums was bulletproof. <laughs> this is our bulletproof glass. Because sometimes the eyes of people were like bullets. That they were playing too loud. And it would break my heart as a youth pastor. Because all I saw was teenagers up here on a Sunday morning praising Jesus. Yeah. I can remember a senior lady, I've, I've shared this before at different churches, but a, a senior lady who would say to me, yeah, it's a little loud, but I just come to church and I put a little bit of cotton in my ears. <laughs> because to see those teenagers praising Jesus does my heart good. She said they could be anywhere. They could be in a club. They could be out partying. They could be out drunk, doing drugs. But they're here in church, on the platform, worshiping Jesus. So I'll put up with the noise. 
Colossians 5, 15 to 20. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with songs and hymns and songs of the Spirit. That's how we should be communicating with one another. Not about, that didn't roll well with me, I don't agree with that style, it was too loud, it was too quiet, it was too this, it was too that, but with that we speak together to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart. It's not about what I want. It's not about, it's about my heart and the Lord. Always giving thanks to the Lord the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to worship in spirit, in unity, and in truth. Last scripture verse, Psalm 19, 14. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Other versions, which I kind of check like this, other versions will say, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. And I thank God for that one. Because <laughs> I love to worship. But I know I can't sing. It's okay. I can preach. <laughs> but I pray that it's a sweet, sweet sound in the Lord's ear. Not because of the style, not because of the genre, not because of the volume, but because I'm worshiping God with my heart. Amen. That's what worship is all about. Music is a powerful instrument, I'm going to say. When I've ministered at seniors' homes, and I see seniors that are completely catatonic, like there's nothing, there's nothing there. And then you bring somebody in and start playing some old hymns or something, and all of a sudden you see a foot go in. Or a hand. music just it it's just does something into our spirit and yes we can certainly the, the worship leader we know you know like the song can go to this you know like I remember when oceans came out and and, and you know the second you hear that first couple of little notes everybody's like oh thank you Jesus right there's always that song that gets us all going and yes, music can be, you know, it can, it can work on our emotions. Some songs make us feel emotionally something. But at the very core of it, the very core, forget about the style. Forget about the volume. Forget about who's playing up here. Because it's not about the team. It's not about what we look like. 
It's that we close ourselves in. And we say, God, this is for you, and I will choose to worship you. No matter if this song is from the 1840s or 2022, <laughs> hot off the press, whatever it is, I'm going to worship you, Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. He is at the core. Amen? I'm going to have the worship team come. Maybe we can sing I Exalt You again. I'm going to get the congregation if everybody wants to stand. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's worship the Lord together. We're going to sing I Exalt You. Everyone stand this morning. And let's just take a minute. And let's make a declaration to the Lord. So I will not judge. <laughs> not that anybody's judging you. That's not what I'm saying. But I will not critique unless I'm willing to get up and try to make a change and do something about it. So as we worship God this morning, let's remember that when we're worshiping in music and in song, it's all about God. It's all about Jesus. Not about what style we're singing, but who are we singing to this morning? Let's close ourselves in and let's worship in unity, in truth, and in spirit. Let's worship our God this morning.
thank you, Jesus. God, we exalt your name. We exalt your name. Father, we worship you right now as this congregation. For those watching online, for those here right now, we worship you in unity, Lord God. And we know that there is power in unity. Father, we praise your name because there is literally no one like you. God, I pray that you would keep our focus on you, Jesus. That, Lord, that we would keep you at the forefront in our minds. And would we, we would remember, Lord, that this is all about you. It's all about you. So, God, keep our hearts pure before you, I pray. And let us worship you in freedom, in spirit, and in truth all the time, I ask. In Jesus' precious and incredibly amazing name, amen.